And we spoke about last time is that there's different approaches to Twitter and we learn from the other side of Daven. We learn from the others the different styles of Twitter, the different ways which you have to relate to Hashem. And therefore rather than just saying Melech Oilam, which means Hashem is in control, but we understand that the point of Shmona Esrei is rather to fine-tune what you're asking for and direct it to the middle of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is which is working at the time. And therefore, I'm really every tefillah we should understand in Ruchnius exactly what uh, the, the prevalent middle right now is and address our tefillah accordingly. But I mean, not Naveen, we can't do that. And therefore we have a Nusach which can cover all bases. A Nusach which will relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in whatever middle it is that is the pro- appropriate middle at the time. And that's what we're going to daven. And again, even if we don't understand anything, we said the words of tefillah, it's going to be effective. But of course, if we can understand better what we're saying and why we're saying and the intention we're meant to be having, so not, not only does it improve tefillah for us, if it focuses us on what we're meant to be thinking about, but it makes the tefillah more effective in Shemaim as well. So the first point we talk about Avram, what's the tefillah of Avram? The Lekei Avram, you're referring to Hashem as the Lekei Avram. There's a certain unique aspect of Hashem Sanhaga, which Avram Avinu uh, related to, understood, and davened to. And therefore, that's the first, uh, the first, the Mahalach. Direction we have to davening is to go the route of Avram Avinu. So, let's first understand Avram Avinu's understanding of where, where Tvila was needed. And then we understand what the circumstances are which require the tefillah of Abraham. What you refer to when you say the Kevra. So we understand that if we can follow Abraham Avinu's journey in understanding, we can see how Abraham Avinu uh, came to the recognition that there's Hashem, came to the recognition that Hashem is in control, came to recognition of the way how to relate to Hashem from his analysis of the world. When you give them one of Adam, we go step by step. How Ram Avinu, in his own mind, in his own greatness, came to a logical understanding of each of the principles of Emuna, which is brought into the recognition, that realization of Hashem. There's one particular point, and that is one of the factors that Abraham Avinu sees in the Bria, and all of us will see in the Bria if we look for it, is that the Bria is structured around providing the needs of a person. Really, all the systems that are in place and everything which happens really is there to provide a person with the perfect, the optimal environment for a person to be in. And everything which is there is, it provides a person with a person's needs. And if that's the case, the obvious question would be, why would the Bayre create a whole system to revolve around providing people with what they need? Now, there were those idolaters at the time of Aram Avinu who also were aware of this. They could also see that but it led them to the, the maskana that for some reason the person must be the greatest being that there is. Because if everything is created for his benefit, then he's the top of the pyramid. And for some reason, therefore, even the gods, whatever they were related to as gods, must be there to try and serve a person because for whatever reason, a person is the apex of creation. That's what Chazal say when they say that 
They stand above their gods, which means they saw themselves as being more important than their gods. And why did they say that? Because they saw that whatever they considered to be a god was there to serve them. And therefore we see that whenever, uh, in a non-Jewish world, whatever gods were meant to do, it was always things to help people. So it was a god of rain, and a god of sunlight, and a god of fertility, and a god of war, and a god of love, and a god of everything, because they were there to provide the needs of people. And Abraham Avinu sees exactly the same thing. And he sees the world is structured in a way to benefit the person. And Abraham came to an understanding which was radically opposed to the world of his time. And that was that the reason why it's like that is because the body wants to do chesed. The creator wants to do chesed. And therefore it's not that he needs to, that people deserve it, that they're greater, but rather that he, as the boyre, is wants to do chesed. And we made it that, that's why he constructed a system in which he's able to give. Now, the first point I want to say is, look at the greatness of Avraham Avinu. Avraham wanted to teach that to the world. Avraham wanted to teach the world that the Boire doesn't isn't uh, forced to give you, and the fact that he is giving you doesn't make you greater. Rather, it's his, his greatness that he wants to do chesed. Where did Abraham, how did Avraham teach that to a world who didn't understand that? This is what Avraham did. Avraham built a palace in the desert. And he waited for travelers who were hungry and thirsty and tired to come past. And they are people who are very needy at this stage. And they come across Avram's campment where Avram's a wealthy man. And he has everything. And Avram goes and brings these people into his home. And he says, let me help you. Can I, can I offer you to eat? What can I offer you to drink? Uh, what do you need? And Avram would wait on them and take care of all their needs. And if you think for yourself, imagine you were their traveler. Imagine you were the traveler who was in the desert and somebody out of nowhere comes and invites into the home and takes care of you and waits in your hand and foot. What are you going to be thinking? You're probably going to be thinking, how much is this going to cost me? Right? Which is that what Chazal say. Right? They were thinking, come, uh, Abraham, how much do we owe you? And Abraham said, nothing. One second, nothing? So why did you do it? Now stop and think. Is anybody going to think, why did you do it? Because I'm greater than you. And therefore, I, you needed to do me chesed because I was great. And no one's going to think like that. You can see that the person is giving is much wealthier than you, is much more powerful than you, is much more successful than you. And yet, he's still giving you. So it doesn't make sense. He doesn't owe me anything. Why is he doing this? And Abraham's answer was, because there's a value in doing chesed. Not because it makes you greater. Not because I owed it to you. There's a value in chesed. You understand that? Now, and think about the bari. He does everything for people the whole time. Not because he owes it to them and not because they're greater. But because of the same principle. Understand there's a value in chesed. And that's why Avram taught this lesson to people. By acting it out. By showing them that you don't feel when another person does something for you which you don't deserve that it makes you feel greater than them. On the contrary, it makes you feel indebted. And you understand that why, and why would that person do it? Because he wants to do chesed. Because there's a mailer, there's a greatness in doing chesed. Not because it deserves, and not because it makes the giver less than its recipient. And if that's the case, understand how Kodesh works the same way. The fact that he does chesed makes him greater. The person who gives is greater. In the words of the Gemara, Matzina God The person who is able to give is greater. And that's why when Avram refers to Hashem as Hagadol. Because the more he sees Hashem's chesed, the more he sees how great Hashem is, how much chesed is willing to do. Now, that's our introduction. We can give a whole share on, it, on developing this idea more, but that's not what I want to do right now. I want to go to my second point. What's, if we're going to talk about 
levels of chesed. So Abraham exemplifies another level of chesed. And that is chesed which isn't reactive. I would say chesed which is proactive. What do I mean by that? There's a chesed when somebody asks me, can you do me a favor? Can you help me out? So then I'm going to respond. And maybe because I'm feeling embarrassed to say no, or maybe I feel duty-bound to give him what he wants, or maybe it's just uncomfortable not to do it. That's one kind of chesed. And that's not real chesed. Real chesed begins from the person doing chesed who looks for opportunities to do chesed. Who looks for opportunities to do chesed not when the person comes to ask. I go out on my own to look for the opportunity. And again, that's what the Torah shows about Abraham. Abraham's chesed wasn't that he ever rang on his doorbell in the desert he would invite them in for a glass of water. Abraham went to look for people in order to bring them in before that they asked. That's, that's, that's a much higher level of chesed. And what's interesting is when Yitzchak needs a wife and Eliezer goes to look for somebody who's compatible to the family of Abraham, that's the kind of chesed he's looking for. And therefore when he crafts a test which is going to be to see is Rivka worthy of becoming part of the family of Abraham, it's not going to be a chesed that Eliezer asks when Rivka agrees. That's a low level chesed. What he wants is a chesed which she is going to initiate. And that's why he said, I'm going to ask for water. If she gives me water, it's very nice, but it's not what I'm interested in. I want her to go a step beyond. Offer more than I asked for. Because that shows that she has a drive for chesed. Why would he ask for water in the first place? Well, a stranger. She's not going to expect a little girl to go up to a stranger. But if she's already coming to ask her for something, now she can see, what do you need? And so I'll give you more than you asked for. Okay, so now that's the, that's, that's the higher level that's the high level chesed. Now, let's ask a question. If that's the case, we're talking about HaKadosh Baruch as being the ultimate Baal chesed. So what kind of chesed is Hashem going to do? Is Hashem going to do chesed up front? Or is Hashem going to wait for people to ask and only do chesed afterwards? I understand, obviously. If Hashem is the, the absolute of what chesed is meant to be, so then of course HaKadosh Baruch is going to do chesed without being asked. Of course, HaKadosh Baruch is going to do chesed the whole time because just like a person can foresee a need and provide before someone comes to ask for it, HaKadosh Baruch definitely does the same. And if that's the case, Avram comes to a question. And that is, if that's the ultimate chesed, to think ahead, to provide somebody before they have to ask, so why does Hashem wait for people to ask? Why does Hashem wait for people to ask? And where do we see, where did Avram see, and where do we see that Hashem waits for people to ask? It's a pasuk in the Torah. When Adam Arishan was brought into Ganeden, it wasn't the lash paradise we think of. When Adam Arishan was brought into Ganeden, the Pesach says that nothing had grown yet. It looked like a desert. It was only why? It hasn't rained. When it rained and the seeds developed and then all the plants and the flowers and the bushes grew, then Ganeden was paradise. But at the beginning it wasn't. Why? Because it hadn't rained. And why hadn't it rained? Because no one had done for rain. Which means Hashem knows what He wants Ganeden to be. And he knows that it's, that it's going to prepare it properly for the Marishan. is going to be to bring the rain and make everything grow. And then you can prepare Ganeden as the perfect, picture-perfect setting for the Marishan to be. But he didn't do that. Because Adam hadn't done for it yet. And only after Adam Davin, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu Why? Hashem wants to do Chesed. Hashem knows what the Chesed is. So why, doesn't he, why does he wait for people to Davin? Why is it necessary to Davin? Why is, why is it necessary for people to daven? Why doesn't he provide up front? And the answer is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does provide up front, and it's in the first Shepasak. HaKadosh Baruch has already provided the, whatever people need before they ask for it. It's a Pasuk. 
Before they ask, I already answered them. The answer is already there. It's already, it's already waiting for them. So why do we need to daven? Why do we need to daven? And this is the Chiddush of Avraham when it comes to Tefillah. This was the Chiddush of Avraham when it comes to Tefillah. And that's what we're trying to get to today, to explain the vantage point, the, the mindset of, of the Tefillah of Avraham. And the answer is, there's a Gemara. And the Gemara says, If you're going to give something as a gift to somebody else, don't give it anonymously. Tell the person you're giving them the gift. Sign your name on the letter. And only that, the Gemara says, if you give a gift to a kid, you have to tell the mother. By the way, I gave your kid a chocolate bar today. Why is it important? And where do we learn that from? It's a Gemara in Beit, and a Gemara in Shabbos, twice in Shas, same Gemara, and the Gemara says, we learn it from Hashem. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe, we want to give Klai Yisrael a gift, go and tell them, we're going to give them a gift. But they should know. They should know, I'm giving them a gift. Why is it so important? Why is it so important for somebody to be made aware of the fact that you're giving them a gift, says Rashi. But the reason is, because if a person gives me something anonymously, I might be very happy to get it, I don't know who to thank. Whereas if a person gives me a gift and I know who's giving it to me, so then I know who to be grateful to, I know who to thank. And why is that important? Says Rashi, because it's Marve Shalom Vareus. The fact that somebody has given me something and I feel indebted to repay, to give back, is going to create a, a dynamic of closeness. It's going to build a relationship. Right. You should tell the person who you're giving it, otherwise I don't know who to Marve Shalom Vareus with. But the idea is it creates a dynamic. It creates a dynamic that when I give and someone else feels indebted, they give back and it creates a connection. That's by gifts. When it comes to tzedakah, tzedakah is exactly the opposite. When it comes to tzedakah, the Rambam writes, the highest form of tzedakah is tzedakah where the recipient doesn't know the Gadon and the donor doesn't know the recipient. Matan Basesa. Neither knows the other one. Why? Why when it comes to tzedakah, do we not want each party to know the other one? And when it comes to chesed, we do. And the answer is, the difference between chesed and tzedakah is chesed I'm giving to somebody who's able to give me back. And therefore, it will create a dynamic. I give them, they give me, I give them, they give me, and we're going to build, build a spiral of connection. You're going to create a dynamic of closeness. But by Stalker, we're talking to a person who can't give back. He's the person who has nothing to offer. And if that's the case, the fact that he knows who gave him and he's unable to, to reciprocate is going to make him feel embarrassed. And every time he sees a person who gave him and he feels, this, I owe this person so much and I have nothing to offer them back, he's going to get more embarrassed. And therefore, we say, Betty shouldn't know. Better give the anonymously that the person shouldn't know who gave him, so he shouldn't be embarrassed about it. But in the case of chesed, when a person wants to give something to a party who can reciprocate, so then better you tell him, let him reciprocate. That's what's going to develop the dynamic of friendship. And like we said before, and just use the example you gave before, when it comes to Purim, it's, uh, when it says, Matanus Levyanim, it doesn't say who to who. Okay, find the game. Give them, and you better give them without them knowing about it. When it's Mishlach, it's says, Ish Ehu. It's a person to his friends, because the idea of a gift is meant to be to create Ish Ehu, to create friends, to create a closeness, to create a connection. Therefore, you have to know about it. And now this brings us to the point we want to get to. Again, Abraham, Avinus, and the of the world. Hashem does Chesed. Hashem, let's talk. Which one? Is Hashem giving anonymously that people shouldn't know because they'd be too embarrassed to take the whole time? Or is HaKadosh Baruch giving as a chesed that we know it's coming from Hashem? And He wants us to know that. So the Gemara told us. We learned, from, we learned that HaKadosh Baruch told us when He gives us a chesed because He wants us to know. 
لحقیت بابای که خسته خشم وانت استنده بعد خسته دی دست هر روزشم وانت استنده هی داد خسته We can look at the world and think, yeah, it happened by itself. Things, took, things happened on their own. And the answer is, that's why Kodesh Baruch constructs Tfilah. Abraham Avinu's Tfilah was because if things happen by themselves, then I don't necessarily attribute them to Kodesh Baruch I mean, It's going to happen anyway. Whatever Hashem created the system, it happens. But if I had to ask for something, and now I get answered, so now I can see, this is, this is the matana, this is the gift, this is Hashem giving me. I asked him and he gave me. When Adam mentioned Davin for rain and it rained, he had no questions where the rain was coming from. And that's therefore, of course, it's a bigger chesed to give up front, but it's an even bigger chesed to let the person know that you're giving them. Why? Because that's what's going to create the, the, the feeling of I owe you back, a feeling of I want to reciprocate. And therefore, Avraham Avin looks at the world and he sees Hashem's chesed the whole time. And he sees Barakadish Baruch as much as there's chesed, he wants people to ask for chesed. He wants people to ask, not because he doesn't realize what they needed until they ask. Not because he, wasn't, he, he only does chesed when he's called upon. HaKadosh Baruch is the ultimate. And he'll do chesed marosh, and that's not a that, from a person. But what HaKadosh Baruch wants is, And if Hashem would do the whole time without us asking first, then there'd be a certain element of us not appreciating that it was done for us. It's happening anyway. Hashem has the whole world in mind, not necessarily me. When we ask for something, Hashem gives it to us, that's the way we can see that this is meant for us. It's a idea. And what's the point of that? The point of that is to reciprocate. The point is to reciprocate. If a person feels that this was done for me, and therefore I feel that this person is done for me, I have to do me back. And if that's the case, then Abraham Bino comes to his next Kiddush. And that is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested in telling us about the chesed he does for us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested, interested in us knowing uh, that he's doing chesed for us because Hashem wants us to feel indebted and wants us to reciprocate. And this was something which in its time was a metamorphosis in people's minds. It was a paradigm shift that people thought. And how do I know that? Because uh, the two, the two svarim we have who talk about the philosophy of the pre-Abraham world, of the Adarites at the time, the Marina Vuch and the Kazari, they both say the same thing. And they say before Brahmavino, people thought that the, if there would be a creator, he would have absolutely no interest in people. He'd be too great and too lofty and too distant and too spiritual to have any interest in interaction with people. And therefore the idea that the, the Bora is interested in creating a connection with you, and the Bora is interested in giving you so that you should feel indebted and feel that you want to reciprocate, was completely foreign to their to their to their minds. Completely foreign to their way of thinking. And that was the next part of Abraham's Khidish. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if He's giving and He shows you He's giving, it's not to make you feel guilty. It's to make you feel you want to reciprocate. That means HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects reciprocation. And that's the Tefillah of Avram. There's two features to the Tefillah of Avram. The first one is, it's something Hashem, I know you want to give me anyway. And you just want me to ask, so I realize it's from you. That's the first feature of the Tefillah of Avram. It's something you want to give me anyway, but um, you want me to ask, so I realize it's from you. And the second part, and that is, the reason you want me to, to realize it's from you is because you want me to connect. You want me to reciprocate. So those are the two features of my tefillah. Number one, I, I, I'm looking for the chesed, which you want to do anyway. And number two, it's an opportunity for me to then re- respond, to react, to re- relate to you for the chesed you've done. Let's look at this in the Psalkim. Firstly, Dabra Mech expresses this. And he says, Ma Ashiv La Hashem. How can I repay Hashem? 
a person feels they're a recipient of chesed and they feel indebted and that's the way they're meant to feel. And the feeling a person has is, how does Hashem want me to repay? And the answer is tefillah. I'm going to call out, I'm going to thank Hashem. Tefillah is a way to reciprocate. That's the one feature of the tefillah of The ability to reciprocate through tefillah. But the second part of the tefillah of Abraham is, even something that you want to give me, it's not that I have to change Hashem's mind. Hashem wants to do chesed. And therefore, I just have to ask. I just have to ask. And, I'm going to, and when I ask, Hashem will give me. You want to know the first person we see who used this kayak of Tvila? Eliezer. And he's the first one who used that phrase in a kayak of Rome. Avram Avinu tells him, go to Haran. Go to Haran and find a wife for Yitzchak. And uh, Eliezer says, he's pretty doubtful of the success of his mission. He says, maybe it's not going to work. Who says she'll want to come with me? And Avram says, I'm telling you, she'll want to come with you. It's not an apostle. It says, Hashem, Nekei Hashemayim. He promised me You have no problem You can send him He's going to send his malachim And you'll find a wife Guaranteed I'm promising you It's so fun So Yez was pretty confident He's going to be successful And then he comes to Haran And what's the first thing he does? He davens He davens and listen to the Twitter Hashem he didn't doubt it was going to happen, but he was asking for that chesed, and he's the first one, he was the first one to use the expression, and that is, Hashem, I'm asking you not because I don't think you're going to give it. Avram already promised you what. But I'm asking you, I'm asking you for it, so that now you're going to give it to me, I know that you answered my tefillah. And that's exactly what he later on says to Lovin and Basul. Yes, I got to the well, and I davened, and tell him, and I haven't finished yet, and I wish she was there. Because that's the tefillah of Avram. The answer is waiting for you. That's already that Yeshua is there. Hashem's already decided to do it. Terem same terem. Terem Before you answer, Hashem's already answered it. Because all He wants is that you're going to recognize He's the one who's sending it. And that's the first point. I heard this from Rabbi Hashem of So very often, uh, there's a lot of There's a lot of bracha. There's a lot that's waiting for a person. Except He never came to collect it. Hashem had a plan for you. Hashem had it ready for you. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. And when you ask, it's not that Hashem now has to decide to give it to you. Terem grow. it's a writing for you. It's there. Just come pick it up. You say, Marshall, like if someone is a parcel, it's, it's with your name, it's just waiting. Come pick it up. It's here. It's waiting for you. And there's a Hanhagah Kaddish Baruch Hu also. There's a Hanhagah Kaddish Baruch Hu also. That's Hanhagah of Chesed. Hashem wants to do Chesed. And the Chesed is ready. Except, it's not a idea. Hashem wants you to appreciate that He gave you the Chesed. So ask for it. Ask for it and it's there. You'll get it. That's the way Abraham Davis. That's the concept of Tfilah of And the second point, in that the Tfilah of Avram, on the one hand, is that we, we're confident Mirosh Hashem wants us to get. He's the Baal Chesed. And when Hashem's running the world with that Midas, then that's the way we're going to ask. You want us to get. Hashem, you're looking to give us. You're just waiting for us to ask that we appreciate it. And then that's the second point, that we appreciate it. That's the second part of the Tfilah of Avram. That's the Moedim. And that is the, the fact that the three first brachas and the three last brachas line up with each other. The, 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 the fact that we ask for something because we know you about chesed and we appreciate the chesed. And Agav, that's, we will talk about this next time, those are the two brachas we bow in Shemonestra. The beginning of the first bracha, which is Magen Avram, and the beginning of the end of Moedim. Why did those, that, that's the second to last and the first? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll still explain the order, but first I'm just explaining the lineup. Uh, that's the Tfilah of Avram, those, those two brachas together. Beginning with recognizing and finishing with thinking.
Yeah, because the two sides of the chesed. If chesed requires reciprocation. The reciprocation is the moedim. So we, are, we start off by expecting chesed, and afterwards we, we appreciate the chesed. Avram was mitakin shachris. The musag of shachris is meant to, is for people who daven as they're meant to daven at the right time. Like Gemara says, the ideal time for shachris is to start just before Neitzachama and to get to Shemineser by Neitzachama. We call Kavasikin. What's the matter of that? What's the matter of that? It's the same you said of relying on we say the, the middle in the morning is the middle of Chesed. And if you're talking to Chesed, if you're talking to Hashem's middle of Chesed, then the right time for that is in the Baikah. Because that's the middle which works in the morning. But this is the point. We're going to daven for something we know is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. We know the sun's going to rise. We've no focus about that. But the fact that we're going to daven at that point means even things we know is a Chesed. We daven because we know that davening is the way to get what Hashem wants us to get as well. That's the now there are times in the Bria, there are times in the history, there are times in everyone's life where the way Hashem is dealing with them is Bechesed. Which means Hashem is looking out for them, Hashem wants to give them, Hashem is there to help them. And what a person needs to understand is it doesn't mean I'm going to get without asking. It means the Twila is going to get answered straight away, but I need a Twila. And then the Twila which is necessary is the Twila of Avram. The Twila of Avram, like we see by Eliezer Davant, Hashem Avram. Give it to me. You promised it to me. I'm, I'm waiting for it. Make it happen, and straight away it's, it's going to be there. When a person gets answered straight away, before he finished speaking, Rivka was there. It means Yeshua Hashem didn't have to change anything. He was waiting for you. He was waiting for you to just want you to ask, and the, the answers are waiting right away. And then the second part to love Avram is the Hakar Satayf. Is the fact that the person feels indebted and therefore wants to respond. He wants. To, he feels the need to. Uh, he, he feels the need to thank Hashem for the chesed and once again our mashal is our example of this is Eliezer as soon as Eliezer gets gets the sign he wanted so there's Eliezer response it says uh, as soon as Rivka gave him the water and he asked who she was now listen again the first thing he says Baruch Hashem he bowed down that's the modem he bowed down, he said, Baruch Hashem, and I care of That's how the start of the Tefillah. You ask, straight away you get, and it needs a chorus at top. And we see that from Eliezer as well. And again, it's called the Lakeh Avram. He bowed down. Lakeh Avram, what do you want? Al Kedni Yitzhak, Hashem Alekim. Baruch Hashem. Avram, each time, because that was the middle of the Tefillah with. And he says, Hashem Loi Azad Chaste, Vamit Amim Adani. Because he's Loi Azad Chaste. The chesed, the chesed that he's referring to was the chesed which was there. That's the, that's the two sides of what we call the Torah of Abraham. And that's the first approach to Shemona Esra. The first approach to Shemona Esra is when we davening the Torah of Abraham. We davening the Torah of Abraham, we call him in Akeh Abraham. And then that's, that, that's the Nusuch of the Torah we call the Torah of Chesed. And specifically Shachris, that's the time of the day when the Midas of Chesed is there. But it's at any time in a person's life when he feels like Kodesh Baruch is treating him with Chesed. And therefore, I feel the chest. I feel you looking out for me. I feel you want to help me. So I'm going to ask because that's where I realize that what I'm going, I'm expecting to get, and what I think you're going to answer me with is the chesed that you're waiting to give me. And the point of that is for me to appreciate the matani you've given me, and I'm going to thank you for it. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to thank you for it afterwards. And uh, and uh, that, that's the second part. 
And yes, you'll find lots and lots and lots of references to Tachyayim, Yitzhah, Hashem, Chastoy, many more also. The Chesed goes with the, the, that mid of the Yom is the mid of the Chesed, that's the mid of Avraham.